Hello man in the mirror family. Thank you so much. It's been a long time that we've touched base and we've reflected together and I'm sorry that I've been away but there's so many things that have been happening and we've been trying to find a new format to make this podcast more valuable to you. And thank you so much for your support. I see even though we've been away for over a year, but there've been those who've been coming in to listen to the past episodes. And um, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we encourage you to please send us your comments and your ideas or topics you'd like us to, to discuss, or maybe people that you'd like us to bring on the show. We are going to be following a new format where we're bringing in guests to be with me, the host. My name is Kingdom Mayeza, and I'll be engaging with these guests, asking them, getting to understand, picking their brains, understanding what they do, what their mission is, and obviously reflecting with them on some of the important issues in society today. As an opening act, we have a lady by the name of Funzuaki, and she's from South Africa. She is a MBA graduate and works in the public sector. And one of the things she's going to talk to us about is the difficulties of being a black South African female in the corporate space. And you just have to listen to it to find all the value that she brings onto our show. Thank you very much, Chuni. I'm okay, thanks. It's Kingdom speaking. Okay, you're speaking to Ntwaki. Ntwaki. Yes. Alright, okay. Um, let's get that down, alright. And how are you speaking? Um, good, and you? I'm okay, thanks. I'm okay, thanks. Um, so, we, it's good to meet you. And um, my team picked you up. Uh, about the comment you had made and we, we believe yes. that um, that that's some of the important issues that need to be discussed yes. um, and brought to the fore we are trying to uh, bring fresh content into the podcast I used to just be by okay. myself but now okay. we, 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 we're trying to do more interviews and see if we can bring people with different perspectives and um, stuff to discuss on the table okay so wh where are you based i'm based in the northwest northwest okay nice to yes oh, lovely i'm in durban uh kzn yeah okay yes yeah, that's the beauty of technology oh yes the world is becoming <laughs> small uh that's the beauty of technology so yes. so i i i hope you you had a chance you, to just a i don't know i'm hearing an echo are you fine now? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I could hear okay, myself. Okay. Okay. So, so we ju we're just going to make it. I'm, I'm hearing myself. Uh, I'm not sure. Let me try to move. Okay. Better. To another room. Okay. Is it better now? Let me try now. Um. Yeah, it's so, so, sorry. Um. Uh, is it better now? It's much better. It's much better. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I was just getting some feedback. Yeah, it's irritating. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's fine. We I think it's important to have this test run. So when yes. we when we record later on, we would have refined. 
we would have refined um, all our technical glitches. Yes, so, yes. so we just we're just going to make it as casual as possible. I I, I believe in um, a casual conversation. I don't like to make it very formal. Um, okay. And, and you know we. that's the whole point of podcasting podcasting is not it's not like radio where you are abiding by the advertiser rules Um, and and so you you can speak freely when responding to the questions um, and and, and speak what's on your mind as freely as you you, you want to speak that's the freedom we have in a podcast unlike being being on a radio platform or on on television itself So, so just to, to um, I, I didn't, I'm, I'm going to do the introduction by myself when I'm preparing for the final recording. So I'm not going to take you through that laborious step, um, okay. but you'll hear it when, when you listen to the podcast, I'll share the link with you when it's done. So we're just going to jump into the questions. And the first one is just considering what's happening in society and looking at the issues such as domestic violence that are becoming predominant against uh, women and children. And obviously we know that the president recently launched a fund to deal with gender-based violence and these kind of issues. And some corporates have, have pulled in um, some of their capital power to support this. But th- there is an issue that seems to be getting very, very little attention and, and that mm-hmm. is the black female in the professional space, in the corporate environment, and mm-hmm. and um, some difficulties going there. Uh, mm-hmm. Please enlighten us. Uh, okay, I'm going to start with the part of the gender-based violence, which actually happened this weekend in my township where a boyfriend killed his girlfriend oh. and people that we actually close to. And uh, some of the cases, when you do research on them, you find out that women also play a part on it. Mm. Obviously, there's like two uh, two sides to a story. Because when I researched it, I found out that the lady was actually abusing the boyfriend, meaning hitting him all the time. Mm. So situations like that, you get people whereby someone is bound to snap at the end of the day. Eventually. Yes, yes. So unfortunately, it was the boyfriend who snapped, and yeah, the unfortunate happened. So my thinking is, I think there should be more NGOs on this issue whereby it's in the townships. I think we concentrate more on the urban areas when it comes to issues, especially in our country, and we never rural areas, mm. which mm. is where the most things happen. Uh, interesting, interesting. I like I like what you're saying. And you're saying that um, it also our perspective is usually focusing on the male, and we and we label them, and we say male are trash, and we hashtag and we destroy. But to some degree, and to, in some instances, you're saying that there is the impact of provocation that we also need to consider and not cast everyone in one paint. Exactly. That, that that's a very important thing, especially coming from. Um, a woman herself who has observed and, and studied this kind of a situation to say and give us a perspective to say, guys, 
let us not look at one angle because there's always many sides every story is manifested and we can quickly assume that the guy is wrong i mean obviously it's criminal if it ends in murder but there's also another element of how did it get to that point exactly and now i wish you were recording this i'm actually wishing you were recording this (laughs) (laughs) okay maybe maybe we'll record so that we can pick some of these um, exactly. so, so, some of these and add it into the final version. No, that's yes. fine. I'll, 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 I'll press my record, so that's fine. Okay. So, okay. so then you're moving on into uh, into um, um, the corporate space. Okay, the corporate space, that's the very dangerous and important one. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, I, for one, have an MBA, right. Master's in Business Administration. But, of course, it's not going to be easy for me to move up the ladder as long as you don't do some favors for this male counterparts. Mm, mm. I would only say it's in the government space, also in the private space, because a, a friend of mine had a manager who was a Zimbabwean black woman, right. which is very nice. Right. I don't have a problem with it. And she moved to head on the SADC side. Mm. And she was replaced by a black male South African. Right. So my conversation with him was, why was it okay to hire a Zimbabwean woman, but when it comes to the replacement, it's not going to be possible to hire a South African black woman? Mm. Like, what is there about us? What's the difference between us and the other Africans? Mm. Mm. Like, I think there's a stigma about oh, South African women as lay queens. South African women are dumb and for you to get ahead, you have to sleep with so-and-so, you have to do sexual favors for so-and-so, and and it's actually a disadvantage for some of us who are not willing to do all those those favors. To a certain certain extent, it's being being taken advantage of. Yes, yes. It's like when you go for an interview, and then at the end of the interview, you don't call anyone who was on the panel, they're like, oh, who does she think she is? She's not making any moves. She's not gonna get this, mm, which mm. is what the experiences I had. Okay. Okay. So, so, so these kind of issues are really buried, and uh, yeah. like, like you say, I like how uh, I like how you put it. You're saying um, this: the corporate is more dangerous because we never get to hear about these issues. We we hear all the time about gender-based violence. I mean, it's on the news. Um, it's, it's making top of the headlines. You're looking at, at any newspaper, you're reading, you're opening any news channel. But when it comes to what black women professionals are facing in the corporate space, yes, specifically South African female, black females, yes. Oh, that's 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 an interesting uh phenomenon. phenomenon. Uh, because we, we it, it's, it's, it's worth digging into perhaps um, even personally and also looking at it even as a, a continuous discussion at some later point in this in this podcast to see if there are any other ways that we can bring more light um, especially especially if we have a voice from those who have gone through such an experience to enlighten to, to empower to to share, this kind of stories. Later on, we're going to ask you to give us a little bit more of your story and experience in what you are um, uh, highlighting at this point. Yes, yes. 
Right, and and is there a, a taboo? Is there a fear attached to this kind of behavior that is happening in corporate? Of course, there's a taboo and there's a fear because people are scared to lose their jobs, especially now where unemployment rate is at forty, almost forty percent, even more. Mm-hmm. So for you to go and report your let's say, head of the company to say, oh, he approached me and he said I must visit him, or he said I must come to his office, or he's sending you messages. Obviously, mm. you're going to keep it to yourself. Mm. You're not going to self-sabotage at the end of the day. That's, that's, and so, those sad. People, that's so sad. Exactly. And those people, they approach so many people in a sense that the minute you raise the case against him, he probably forgot about you. And he'll be like, oh, what is she talking about? Because for him, it's like a reflex action yes. like it doesn't yes. it doesn't matter it doesn't make sense and if and you agree you agree if you don't agree then it's fine and 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 they have uh-huh. such a good support base um yeah. they, they have loyalists it's like it's like um a, ga- a gang leader yes. so so as soon as you become against and you say you know so and so uh, approach me or so and so ask me to meet them you know at an odd hour in a very strange place uh, and everybody's like, there's suddenly out of the woodworks, there's a support team that comes up to say, this person could not have done, you know, you are just assuming or you are ahead. Um, yes. is, is, is that the case? Yes, in the I'm saying, they will probably not even remember approaching you because they probably approach so many ladies anyway. This is like a, this is like a game. Yes, it's like for them a game. it's like a game. Yes. This is... This is this is really empowering and, 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 and females not having a voice, how does this impact their productivity? Of course you become negative, you like, oh I'm worth so much more. But because I'm not coming to the party, then I'm not gonna be moved or I'm just gonna stay there. Mm. So in a way discouraged because I've worked with so many ladies who are discouraged and who are just like, you know what, I'm just coming to work because I need the salary. Mm. Or at the end of the day, it affects productivity, like you say. Significantly. Because now people are not anymore because they are not being rewarded or they are not being motivated or and, they are not being taken seriously. And and also and also and also because what's being valued it's it's really um, shedding a part of you to become anything in this in this place. Yes. I mean, yes. you, you practically are giving away or have to give away your body or, you know, to, to please somebody else, which is not something when you put in the hours and getting your qualification and doing all that you have to do. That's not what you are conditioned to believe. You, you, you are taught, you know, if you do this and you work hard, everything will, will shine. Everything will happen in your favor. And then you get to the corporate place and you realize, actually, um, there are some extreme demands that I have to meet if I want to fulfill what I was told. Yes. Imagine all the money you spent doing your MBA. It's more than 140000 And you come back and you're expecting to be valued and you're expecting your reward and you are not missing And suddenly you have to use um, unorthodox methods to get up the ladder. All right. No. Um, yes. 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 Morning. I was speaking to someone, and they're like, "You know what? I'm just too old. I just wanna 
immigrate to Australia or to Canada, I'm like, if our country has come to that where people just wanna mm. pack and go, it means our state is in a bad, bad state, and we need to do something about it. No, definitely. It. I have a friend. I have a friend I went to school with um, who lives in uh, the UK, and um, he's been constantly nagging me and saying, "Why are you still there?" And especially because, um, and he's saying because you have a family. Uh, you have a wife and you have a child and that place is not good for you and uh, it's not safe you know especially with all what we're talking about gender-based violence uh, corporate um, uh, you know manipulation of uh, black female South Africans in corporate that, that that you know this is a constant song that is in the society fabric that is being sung silently or subtly and needs to be channeled in a way that we can deal with the system once and for all, I believe. We, we need to find a way. So if, oh, yeah. if, if, I, if I can just tap Ndwaki, um, uh, into your personal story, um, if you would, wouldn't mind sharing with our listeners, um, just, just, you know, what 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 is your story um or experience with this kind of um i, I don't know what you call it you know it's discrimination against black f- female south african professionals I, I i really don't know how to classify it <laughs> so okay no. yes are you there yes yes uh, so, so i'm asking if you could please share with us um, your personal journey or experience with this, I don't know what to call it, discrimination against uh, black South African female professionals. What a name. Okay, no, I'll call it a disadvantage because mm, mm. I'm a meaning an 80s child. And obviously I went to school during the 90s and I remember those days, most of the excellence in my class will be females. Right. And I remember discussing it to someone that it's actually weird that in school, in schools, females are the excellent ones. But mm. when it comes to the corporate world, it's the fem- the males who take all the... Yes. <laughs> that, that, actually, that's so true. I've never actually realized that. Even in my school, that, that was the case. Exactly, exactly. Meaning, obviously, even me, myself, I was one of the excellence. Mm. So you come to the corporate world, you grow up, and you're thinking, well, I've been the top student, I've been receiving awards, okay, in the corporate world, it's going to be the same. And then you get there, it's like, wow, different tune. Mm, completely. And completely, yes. So in a way, it's like my personal story will be, obviously, you, st- you studied, you're expecting promotion where you work. Mm. And you get even the top manager, like the head of the whole organization, approaching you to say, oh, when are you visiting me? And I'll be like, no, I'm married. And yeah, of course, I can be visiting you for mm. other things. And then you sit there and you think, my things are not moving. What's happening? Right. Then right, obviously, right, it's sabotage. Right. Like, oh, she's not making any move. It means she's not going to move. Even a friend of mine was the perfect candidate for a CFO position. Mm. And of course, she was not chosen. A male counterpart was chosen right. instead of right. her. And I'm like, okay, because obviously she's not coming to the party to say, okay, I'm willing to pay this or I'm willing to give this then for me to receive, to get the position, then nothing happens. Mm. 
So basically, obviously, I'm in mean the public sector, not in the private sector. Right, but right. I, I have friends in the private sector who the same, almost the same thing is happening. Because from all the ladies that I went to, did MBA with, I can tell you, not even one has been promoted. And it's been two years. Mm, so mm. you see, it's actually happening everywhere. It's like, I don't understand what is this connection thing in South Africa that is happening, but it seems like to even drink water in South Africa, you need connections. So you can imagine in the corporate world. Now, that's a, that's a very important um, point you're raising about connection because I think um, from some of the videos I watch on, I think, YouTube, uh, uh, somebody was uh, actually saying that South Africa is, is, is really stuck behind because of this whole phenomenon of I have to know someone to do so, you know, who can, who is some, in some position to move me ahead. Whereas in, in, if you look at other countries that we look up to, it's more about competence. Can you do the job correctly? Can you get it done? And what is your value for the job? So, so it's interesting that um, the, this culture obviously breeds this whole um, disadvantage towards black females because suddenly the view is men are the stronger part and they are able to run business you know what is a woman going to do in business uh, besides you know us um, flirting or us you know uh, philandering with them and, and nothing else and and that's what we are seeing predominantly in in the corporate space yes yes and actually actually paying for it because there is none if there's nothing, no service delivery at the end of the day, because we're putting people in positions that they are not capable of doing those work that Definitely. we're supposed to do. And in our case, usually the public sector is the results the service delivery, and it shows that there's no results. Yeah. Meaning, without results, it means the person who was supposed to do the work is not doing the work. Because they're incapable. Um, we're putting someone because he's my friend, because uh, we went to exile or we met somewhere and um, it's not necessarily about competence. Now that's, that's really interesting. And um, if I take the next question and, and ask is, is there a, a method such as whistleblowing or any other method you can think of that could, I, I don't know, eradicate might be a big word because this is quite embedded. Maybe, maybe to bring this to the light first, because I mean awareness. I believe in awareness first, and then we can deal. Because coming up into corporate, right? You're doing your MBA or you're doing your CA. You're doing whatever, and you're pushing, and you believe that this is going to be the change in my life. And then the next thing, you hit by this brick. Uh, you get to the office that you know you're starting your new work, and you're like. This is not what I signed up for. And nobody, no. nobody gave you any, any uh, a warning or, or, you know, this is the truth about where you're going. Uh, obviously, whistleblowing does work. But I think that our public sector is not going to work because you know what they do. Mm. Say, I listen to the CEO when I come to you and I'm like, okay, so-and-so is actually stealing millions in our company. Mm. You know what? they pick up the phone and they tell the person that we're actually whistleblowing mm. about mm. at the end of the day it puts your life in danger that's why i'm not i'm a fan of whistleblowing but only do it when it's safe to do so yes that's very so important I'll support, yes, so i'll support the thing of awareness i think awareness will work much better 
to say, you know what, we are in the space, like in the private sector, obviously, you see the success of the company through their mm. sales, through their profits. But in the public sector, we should be seeing that full service delivery yes. being yes. satisfactory to our communities. But the minute that is not happening, that's where awarenesses have to come. As communities, we have meetings, we have imbuzos where we discuss these things. What mm. are we doing with these things? Instead of only one person going forward to whistleblow. Yes, I yes, think yes. it should be a channel that involves everyone. I think because, because we need the strength of the community. Yes. We, it, it's not going to be one individual being um, uh, f fighting the whole system by themselves. The whole system is embedded because there are people, there are numbers doing this, and they know they are doing this, and they know that only one or two people are going to pop up, and you know they don't feel any threat. They don't feel like you know th my world is suddenly coming to an end but if the community can arise yes i, I completely so yes we're in that stage where as a community we'll just have to stand up and yeah fighting for what is ours no de definitely definitely i i i i i believe in such steps that bring the issue into um awareness and then we can talk about because if we are not aware of what's going on then then only a few individuals are speaking and those individuals have no backing and and there's no and there's no win in that kind of a, a, an approach even they are victimized at the end of the day that's the problem and life life can be in huge danger because i mean anything can happen at that point to that one individual so 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 in in, in, in statistics show us that there are few females um at the top in managerial or leadership roles in corporate and from your perspective um what could be the cause uh the cause like i said it'll be those connections for one mm. uh, networking networking only works when you have connections obviously yeah and uh with black women being expected to go the extra mile of things that are not ethical mm. If things were done ethically in our country, I think that we have, will have like 60% of female leaders because there's so many competent female leaders in our country and I feel like we're not making use of them. I, I totally agree. I know a lot of people who are, are well qualified and experienced as females, but um, are overlooked. Yes, yes, yes. My cousin even relocated to Australia and she's an attorney. Mm. She felt like she was not being valued, mm. and she was working for obviously a corporate, big corporate law firm. Okay. So she saw that for me to make my moves, I'll just need to immigrate. That's so sad because we we we're losing the skills that we need to build even this country. I'm talking about someone who's well spoken. Someone from me could even be the spokesperson for the president. Someone who like can be a game changer in our country, but no, we're losing them to other countries. Yeah, we, we're losing a lot of professionals uh, because of this connection, because of this um, needing to do unorthodox methods of climbing ladder. Um, that, that, that's really 
uh, crushing our progress, I mean, uh, as a country. And as we move towards closing, do you think um, South Africa, what's your view on South Africa having a female president? Personally, I think it's 50-50. Mm. We read and at the same time we're not ready. In a sense that females that get leadership po uh, positions are remote controlled. Mm. So if let's say we get a female president, it's not going to be someone who's there for the people. It's going to be someone who's there for other people's interest. Mm. And at the end of the day, it ends up having this bad a bad stigma against black women again or let's say if the president is a black is a black woman then there's gonna be the stigma that oh you see they can't perform they're always crying for positions but they can't perform at the end of the day because the person is not using her brain she's been told what to do yes, yes. i mean i was surprised at the state capture when that lady was telling the commission that she was told to read newspapers the whole day mm. for me it's like degrees you know, it's like taking, thinking someone is brainless. How do you take someone to a big position to just sign papers? Mm, mm, so mm. I'm, that's why I'm saying it's 50-50 in that sense. But once we are in a stage whereby we hire people for competency, then I would say, yes, we are ready for that. I like that. I like, I like that. that. I like that. So because so, in the system we live in, it's, it's really undermining women. And it's saying if we have a woman president no one's going to sleep because we we want to know where she is what she's doing what is she because every, the, the leadership needs to inform and indoctrinate what she says what she does um and not allow her to use her skills her experience her method to run the country i like that and it, it, it's exactly how i see it because that is why we're still where we are. I mean, we, we, we're, trusting, we're trusting our male candidates who obviously serve a particular agenda and not the masses. And uh, we, we discard any female candidate because there's this belief that they will be controlled. They will be like a puppet um, being, being, being told what to do, what to say, where to be. And, and that's interesting, but I believe um, if, if we can empower more black females, um, what would be your remarks and how, what would you say to black female professionals, especially South African ones? I would say let's not stop empowering ourselves. Let's read, 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 reading is very important. I see now people spend more time on their phones than actually reading, read newspapers, read books, don't stop studying. Uh, my niece was telling me she's doing education. She was telling me after education she wants to go and do medicine. And her dad was like negative about it. She just want to see her work. And I'm like, but that's not empowering. Mm, empowering mm. is making it push because we don't know what's going to happen in 10 years. Yeah. What if in 10 years, yeah. tables turn? Then you know you equipped, you skilled, you ready. If the positions are there, you are there to get them. Yes. So let's just yes. keep pushing. Let's start Let's encourage each other. Let's support each other. Most important, importantly, uh, to do well. No, I, li I like I like what you're saying, especially that last point, because it also seems to me, from where I stand, that sometimes uh, female uh, is 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 going against female. 
Yes. And and that seems oh because I mean if you look at corporates there is a boys club. You know, they they go golfing or they go canoeing they and, and they bond in these clubs and that's where they build these whole systems that we are talking about. Um that's where the system uh, but with females it's it's really not a place that has peaked momentum when it comes to supporting one another. Exactly. It's only baby showers, it's only bridal showers. Why can't we have book clubs, only female book clubs mm, where mm. we businesses where we're discussing the future of the country? I mean where 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 you're discussing investment portfolios or economics, uh and looking at the market or you know, um some things that will bring some camaraderie amongst female compatriots and and to say guys we want to reach this level in our lives and if we stand together we can do it yes we can take over the world now thank you very much Ntwagi, for your time thank you for your contribution thank you for your perspective it's really enriching it's really enlightening okay no it's not a problem thank you have a lovely day thank you thank you bye bye Thank you so much for tuning in into this first episode of the Man in the Mirror podcast in 2021, the Lord's year that is going to transform our lives. And if you have any questions, if you have any contributions and you'd like to comment, please do so. Send us a message in the app Ncuff FM or find me on social media on official Kingdom Myers Facebook page. Find me on Twitter, Kingdom Myers. Find me on LinkedIn, Kingdom Myers. Find me on Instagram Kingdom Eyes and you can just send me a direct message and tell us what you'd like us to talk about or if you have somebody that you think we can connect with I mean we use Zoom we use WhatsApp calls so it'll be easy to connect with anybody in the world and bring them into men in the mirror podcast more importantly for this podcast to reach more audiences uh, and help more people Please leave a review if you found value by tuning in into the Man in the Mirror podcast and we'll see you in the next episode.